I almost asked if you had done LARPing because I could kind of see it. <laughs> I so have kinda. never LARPed. Well, you kind of, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons is just like yeah, less active LARPing. <laughs> that is the definition of LARPing. <laughs> okay. Live action role playing. Fair enough. But really, a LARPing TV show? That'd be good. That could be a thing. Yeah. I've always wanted to... So, like, when I lived in Brooklyn, we lived near Prospect Park, and I would walk around the park a lot, and I would see people LARPing, foam swords, foam bows and arrows, whatever, battle axes, full costumes. And there'd be, like, you know, 15, 20 people at a time, all out in an open area battling each other. And I always thought it'd be hilarious to get... You could, you could almost pick any costume you wanted, but say you get four guys to dress up like the Ninja Turtles... And you pull up in a van right next to where people are LARPing. And you just jump out and start beating the shit out of them. But, like, you, you have, you know, foam Ninja Turtle-ish weapons. Because, I th- like, I think the LARPers would just be like, all right, I'm in. Roll like, with it. Yeah. This seems about right. Like, mm-hmm. let's battle these guys. You could do it with that or just get kind of, like, SWAT team outfit. Like, just sort of any, like, you know, four or five guys uniformed that you want. And I think the LARPers would go with it. I'm with you on any story that it, like, starts with, and then we all jump out of a van <laughs> and something yeah, happens. You're in on that? I'm in, period. Yeah. Do, uh, like, Mario Brothers costume. Like, you know, just pick your, like, video game battle character. It's and, like uh, a subtle trolling, and yet you're also joining in. So right. they'd be like, all right. Fine. You, right, brought, you brought some foam, foam weapons. We can roll this. Right. You've acknowledged that there's some part of what they're doing that's actually kind of fun, but that you can't let yourself, like, Fully get into it. You're still so you're there like, to beat the shit out of All right. Of I'm going to make fun of you and participate at the same time, and yeah. that lets me enjoy this the most. Interesting. That sounds like the gateway drug to actually LARPing. Uh, right. Yeah. At first, you're like, ha, we're going to go beat up those guys. And then you're like, am I just like, right. just go see what they're doing on Saturday. And yeah. maybe I'll just. Yeah. You come home. That was super lame, right, guys? No. No one, you guys didn't like that, did you? No. <laughs> you don't want to make, like, battle axes or anything, because that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be pretty cool. We're going to need something to fill the silences. Chad, I heard you made a movie that was uh, a little nerdy. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. you displayed it on movie night. I know. I sort of commandeered movie night. I felt bad about that afterwards because we watched the whole thing and it's sort of long. Uh, but, yeah, it was fun. The it's the website for the movie is no longer online, which is unfortunate. Mm. Uh, but it was called Disc the Movie. It was about Ultimate Frisbee, a church Ultimate Frisbee team. It goes on to win the – oh, I just spoiled it. Because <laughs> to win the hearts and minds yeah. of of, uh, of God fearing people everywhere, it has an IMDb page. It does. Yes. It does. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm on IMDb. You're, you're on wow, there. you're in the database. So, uh, but that can't be the nerdiest thing you've done. No, I think that the nerdiest <laughs> thing that I do on a regular basis is play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. And we no longer play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, for real, we now play uh, Dungeons & Dragons online. So it's not Dungeons & Dragons at all. Hmm. Uh, but it's with the people that I used to play Dungeons & Dragons with. But we all sort of grew up, and it was really hard for the Dungeon Master to uh, plan <laughs> every week uh, the adventure. So after he quit, we decided, let's give the video game a try instead. Mm. Um, so now it's mostly just an excuse to play a video game and drink a lot of bourbon every Thursday night. Yeah. I might have misunderstood what Dungeons & Dragons was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds like it. Based on that description. Right. 
Well, Dungeons and Dragons, when we used to play actual Dungeons and Dragons, was also just an excuse <laughs> to get together and drink. Yeah. Um, so I didn't. This know. is when you were like eleven. Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons for uh, twenty-three years. And I've been an alcoholic for 22. <laughs> Chad's parents also stopped parenting him at nine months. And uh, here we are. I didn't know you needed an excuse to drink and play video games. I thought that was just like Tuesday. That's when the problems start. Ben. Yeah, okay. Let's see. I don't want to make light of alcoholism. <laughs> but let's do it anyway if it's funny. Yeah. I accidentally made light of the uh, North Korean situation yesterday. This is connected to what we were just talking about. So, you know how some of our employees play video games, and I don't, so I don't know what the hell they're talking about a lot mm. of the times. So, uh, Matt and uh, Caleb were going to play StarCraft, WarCraft, I don't know, whatever they play. Some form of craft. Some, one of the crafts. Not Minecraft. World What's, of Warcraft? I think it was StarCraft. Anyway, okay. they were going to do whatever it is they're doing up here last night, and uh, I asked them was like what you know this north korea thing like if they attack the south is that good or bad for you from a starcraft perspective <laughs> and they thought it was good because they you know people would potentially be knocked offline not be able to play Absolutely. and their standing would go up in comparison and then we all kind of took a step back and realized that ethically the you know video game situation is probably not the most important part of what's going on there mm. uh, that happened yeah I think a good sen- a good healthy dose of, eh, let's make fun of it anyway, is kind of healthy. It's looking for a bright side. Yeah. My experience, which is entirely based on meeting people on online forums, is that people take StarCraft very seriously in South Korea. And so that might be a primary concern for them in a potential upcoming war. Ooh. Their standing in StarCraft will be disturbed. Would fall, because they'd have to think about right, they'd have to staying alive have instead. Actual battles. None of this is funny. <laughs> So Ruby Rogues just had their 100th episode, and it makes me think about what we should do for our 100th episode. What did they do for their 100th episode? I, it doesn't look like they did anything too crazy, although they had a bunch of people. That was it. So I think we should have no people. <laughs> 100 minutes of silence in our, our 100th episode. I actually saw a guy in Downtown Crossing um, just standing there with a mic recording. Like there are people that are into this, like they want to capture like ambient sound of. There's places. a whole website about that. I think I bet there's even more than one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe that'll be our hundredth episode. It's just a hundred minutes of the sound from downstairs as we are programming during the day, and occasionally Josh Clayton shouting <laughs> "fuck," ah, <laughs> oh! which is pretty much. Experience. What do you do with those sounds after you've captured them? I think you share you're, them. You're downtown crossing guy. You post it to the hey, I got this, and you like geotag it, and yeah. it's like this is the downtown crossing Boston yeah. sound. And I kind of get it. It's like you want to go hear what you know Rockefeller Center sounds like on December 11th at whatever. Like yeah, maybe that's kind of cool. Maybe 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 not though. Yeah, possibly not. That would count. See if I had something like that, that would be a good nerdy thing. Like sure. oh, I'm really into going and capturing yeah, exactly. ambient sounds, and I upload them to this <laughs> website. Like that's. That's nerdy. That yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty good. Have you heard um, binaural recordings? Binaural? Biaural? Bi- I think it's biaural. Maybe there's not an N in there. Can you spell okay. that? So um, what you do is you record. Um, so I, I think the way you do this is you have like a fake head, a foam head, <laughs> uh-huh, and you put microphones in each of the ears of the head. 
and then you put the head in places so and freak people out about it. But then you have a recording with a left channel and a right channel, and it's spaced out the exact same way as like human ears are, and it like has the contours of the ear and whatnot. And so when you listen to that on headphones, it's immersive in an intense kind of way. And people are into that too. I think there's a website where people do that. For that. We've actually been recording all of the podcasts that way. You didn't realize? <laughs> I did not realize. That's what that uh, head's for? Is yeah. This what I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Interesting. Couldn't you just go sit on a park bench? <laughs> and like, not, not record anything? I think you may have either missed the point or hit the point exactly. I don't, yeah. <laughs> so that's a thing. I used to, I used to work for, I used to work for Bose and they were testing um uh in ear headphones and so they would have volunteers to like have microphones placed in their ears. Microphones? No, probably speakers, huh? They're probably speakers. Um or microphones. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what were they trying to do? Small electronic devices placed in their ears and one time one got lost. Like the wire <laughs> broke or something and like, oh uh so it's in the guy's head? We actually can't get it out of your ear. Well he had to go to the right. a place. Yeah, that takes <laughs> things out of yours. Who's put down? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm afraid we have to let you we, go. We can't let that out of the building. It's right. secret technology. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And simultaneously, we can't get it out of your head. So right. Now, what's the like? So they have the Google Glass, right? For mm-hmm. like, is, what's what's the ear equivalent of that? I think it's it's Bose. Odd something. I don't know. Like, does Bose have a response to Google Glass? <laughs> Probably not. It's Bose. just a speaker you strap to your eyes. <laughs> All they know is but, speaker. So I, I, I tend to yeah, right. <laughs> it's just sound in your eyes. It's if, like, what, if, what? if the speakers are loud enough, you we eventually we, will get what we're talking we about. We knew we wanted to compete, but we're only good at speakers, so we <laughs> took what we had. <laughs> really powerful neodymium yeah. speakers. So I went to this crazy demonstration where we were in an auditorium. This is at Bose, and everybody put headphones on, and they were showing off. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> because you wouldn't sit on a park bench. You instead put on headphones and simulate a park bench. Um, so they had one of the heads that they used for testing these uh, inner ear things. And everybody put headphones on, and the guy at the front of the room leaned down quietly and said into one ear of the like mannequin, can you hear me when I talk like this? <laughs> and everyone in the audience suddenly has this guy like three inches from their left ear is what it sounds like. And we all go, ah! <laughs> the whole like 200 people go, oh, Jesus. It was, uh, it was surprisingly intense. So if we can somehow replicate with this with the podcast, that'd be yeah, awesome. Everyone be like quiet. throw this all left channel, right? Yeah. Hi there, listener. Welcome to the Tiny Robots Cuddling Other Tiny Robots podcast. How was that for you? It was good. Okay. I'm really hoping that Google Glass completely takes off and that everybody has those stupid glasses all the time and people are just walking around like staring at things you can't see. That would be a good world for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be particularly good when people are driving. Right. <laughs> yeah. People won't be driving much longer. You, you're right. We need the Google car to outpace the google That's glass true. right i mean yeah i'm i'm not even like really joking i think we won't be driving much you don't longer. like driving right or cars i don't that's have one, that's well, one of your things right? i actually like driving but i don't own a car i don't like owning cars but you're like scared of cars or did i make that up i'm realistically realistic right about you're, you're how aware of dangerous driving is that you're in a two-ton thing made of metal moving at 70 miles an hour piloted by a bunch of your fellow americans right yeah yeah you have airbags though i mean that helps 
So car driving has gotten a lot safer, actually, over the years. I was looking at the fatality statistics, and they have, per, <laughs> as one does, yeah. per people on the road slash million miles driven, all that, cars have gotten a lot safer. Yeah. Like a lot safer. Like it peaked, I think, like 20 years ago, and then has gone down every year since yeah. then. But they're still fantastically dangerous. Like right. everybody knows someone who died in a car crash, basically. Like yeah. compare that to other ways of accidental death, and it's just so much higher. Right. So I'm, I'm excited about our self-driving car overlords yeah but as soon as someone gets in an accident in a self-driving car they're gonna like they're gonna like, be like we I never had like accidents the, before yeah, these exactly things. exactly except you did i think the tolerance is just so much less it's gonna it, I, I agree irrational i think that's irrational mm-hmm. but i think it will be true that is true um i think the bar will be higher and yet i think it will be so much safer that the rational response will eventually prevail and people will say well it kills fewer people <laughs> Although when it does kill people, it's going to be pretty spectacular because these things are going to be going like 300 miles an hour. So when there's that bug, it's going to be really brutal. I'm already looking beyond the Google car to the Google bicycle. <laughs> self self driving bicycle. Self pedaling. Do ju- does it pedal or does it make you pedal? <laughs> Google leg braces. <laughs> well, because you get so like there's a <laughs> you know there's like an exercise bike in the gym. Uh, right so and you ride the bike then but there's also a version if you're doing spinal cord injury rehab where the thing pedals your legs for you because you literally don't have enough strength to do it so you want to get like the range of motion stuff so you could do that on a google bike would you say that the bike rides you yeah (laughs) it's like free exercise and you get to your destination and you could wear your google glass while you ride it so you could be texting or whatever you do on google glass oh man this could be a market niche that they have not considered at all. Right. I'd want them to... They, they should make the um, Google... Let's assume there's going to be Google bikes. Google bikes and Google cars should both look like the Tron vehicles. <laughs> yeah. And maybe play by the same rules. Mm. I don't know. It'd be really challenging in a city. Like, like make instantaneous turns? Like if you... Cr- yes. And like if you cross <laughs> someone else's line, you know... Well, that's it. Yeah. Huh. Okay. That is an idea. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think the perfect vehicle for wearing Google Glass is the Segway. <laughs> That's a good point. Actually, I think I have to leave and buy a Google Glass. <laughs> you need to go full nerd. Just go well, all the way. Because there's a guy who goes around Boston wearing a video camera on his head all the time, right? And I think he rides a Segway. Does he? Yeah. I haven't mm. seen him. I've seen him riding a bike. This, is he... Does he publish this, or is this like his own? I think he might be an MIT guy. Mm. <laughs> what gives you that feeling? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that somebody managed to hack a plane with an Android phone? I saw the headline. I read the article, too. I gleefully ignored it. What was the article? <laughs> what, are the, what are the details of that? So, using a normal Android phone and something he wrote on his normal Android phone, he managed to take over a plane which allowed him to change the controls. like So the pilots were seeing different things. Like They'd be like, what? We're at 4,000 feet? But then he could also make the plane do things because he could take over the autopilot. So he could remote control the plane from his phone. That's too bad. That so sounds like, like the most fun I've ever heard Wi-Fi signal into the plane or something? I don't know exactly. He used the, like, there's a radio thing that they use to communicate with the ground. Uh. And he was sending signals to it. But he found a vulnerability in that system so that if he sent a certain signal, it would actually, like, uh, 
you know, take over the plane. So this instead. dude is super going to jail. Well, he reported it to the FAA. So he's so. super going to jail. He's super boring. <laughs> they don't... I, there have been people that are like, oh, by the way, there's a vulnerability. And they're like, oh, sweet. Now we're going to arrest you for exploiting him. Right. Well, it's either like, here's a really nice job at Boeing, or you're going to jail. Right. It's sort of. Kind of depending. Yeah. Either extreme. Man. Was it, so he was like, the phone hitting, using its own radio, hitting the plane directly, or he's going through other networks? I, I don't know. Like, I does it matter that it's a phone, or did he just kind of happen to write software on an Android phone? I have no idea. Okay. This is made up. Don't, this is not real. <laughs> I saw the headline. But I, how did he prove it? I, I don't know. He probably was like, oh, yeah, I totally hacked that plane. <laughs> <laughs> totally changed the controls. Hacks on a plane. <laughs> I was on a plane one time. We were on the ground. They're like, um, so we have this indicator light that's saying that some door is open, but it's really closed, and we can't get the light to go off, and we can't take off until the light is off. So we're going to turn the plane off and on again, because sometimes that fixes the problem. <laughs> And they did, and it did. And I was like, oh, software. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's inspiring. Yeah. Have you tried rebooting? Right. Control-Alt-Delete. We rebooted the plane, and everything like, is fine. Uh, guys, what if this light goes on after we take off? Right. What's, ah! what's the, do we do the on-off thing again? <laughs> as long as you've got enough altitude. Yeah. Glide paths I'm not and a all pilot. That. Right. But... Like, how important is this light, really? <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I'm a programmer. I think this is what we should do. You can trust me. <laughs> I've seen this before. <laughs> exactly. This is this is Unix. I know this. Right. Turn it off. Yeah. Some, what, that's that's actually what they did in Jurassic Park as well. They, they turned it off. They turned it off and on again. But that didn't work for them. They let the dinosaurs out. Well, you can get dinosaurs on a plane. That it way. took a long time to turn it off. That's true. It took a long time to turn it back on. That was the problem. That girl is um, like an artist now. Yeah, I saw that thread on Reddit as well. We found it a couple of years ago, and no one liked her art. Well, internally at ThoughtBot. Oh. We should do another. Going on record. New employees now. We should have another, another vote on this girl's art. Come to a consensus. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it was just that we liked Jurassic Park better than her more recent work. Mm. We haven't tried in a long time to find a movie that everybody likes. We used to do that mm. with every new employee. That's true. We never found one. I thought we did find one. Uh, we almost did, but then Mike didn't like it. Oh, my. <laughs> that sounds about right. That happened a few times, I think. So how about that Bitcoin? <laughs> Are you going down your topic list? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I couldn't tell. This is what I do. I think Matt have, probably has uh, some thoughts on Bitcoin. Sure. The, well, I, I, I do, but I have a question for Joe also. But, so my... Uh, I listened to a podcast maybe a year, a year and a half ago about, it was like an economics podcast and it was about Bitcoin and like how it got created and why they think it's better than kind of government sponsored currency or whatever. And it was fascinating, but I left it thinking like, I don't understand enough about currency to know whether this is like genius and exactly how this should really work or these guys are total lunatics. Like I couldn't like come up one way or the other. I read today or yesterday though that the Winklevoss brothers are like serious they own a lot of bitcoins like one percent of like, all bitcoin yeah or something like, like that. they're like big bitcoin holders mm-hmm. these are the like ex-facebook yeah 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 that you like are friends with i'm gonna say uh, okay I'm, isn't that a thing i'm not a, i'm not friends with them don't you have some former uh, i worked for a company that they owned right so by proxy, you know the most pretty, about yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was my whole point. Can you give us the Bitcoin numbers that are their coins? 
That's how that works, I think. Yeah, I think that's how that works. Someone yesterday at lunch was saying you can buy. There's a site that sells actual coins. You know, there's like the Bitcoin icon logo, whatever. That's like the picture of the coin. It's the Bitcoin. Yeah. Where you can buy the actual coin and you get a Bitcoin, but then they charge you more, right? So Mm. Bitcoin's trading at a hundred dollars. You pay them $110, you get the actual coin and one Bitcoin. So they're sort of just making you know, money so you're, on the you're, gap there. Yeah, you're buying a... The, you're buying memorabilia yeah, around your currency. buying a piece of metal and a Bitcoin. Right. Hmm. Could you make a new Bitcoin that's like the exact same thing, but with a totally you know independent database, and then have a trading market where you like trade Bitcoins for Bitcoins, and then we can have Bitcoin futures? Yeah, so there's a thing called Ripple. Yes! That is that, sort of. It's like a, there's a there's Bitcoin and there's a second um, it's like OpenCoin or something like that. There there are like it's like a second digital currency and there's a site called Ripple where you can trade between, between different actual like government you know euros pounds dollars yen whatever and bitcoins and OpenCoins and they kind of have you know real time forex trading there. How are those Chuck E Cheese coins trading? <laughs> Like, don't, I, think, I, don't I think it's still 20,000 per gumball machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't know. Don't know how mo- Monopoly money stacks up. <laughs> I remember lusting after those, like, whatever was in the top shelf of the Chuck E. Cheese ticket redemption center. Is that a thing at Chuck E. Cheese? Or I don't I think, think I've like ever arcades? been to a Chuck E. Cheese. I think it's they, they have those at Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. You have tickets. I don't remember what the coins are for. I think you play games with coins. I think it's to distance you from real money, so it yeah. seems... Like, so you yeah, spend right. more. I went to, uh, you know... Dave Amazon's doing this, by the way. Did you hear about this? Amazon Coin? No. You can now... They now have their own internal currency, so you can buy Kindle Fire apps and books and things like With that. With Amazon Coin? Yeah. Or it's not launched yet, but they're like, be a developer, sign up now. Yeah. Like, is this like those Wii points? I think it is exactly like that. I had a, I have a Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, How many points do you have? I don't have any because You're after not like three or four tries, I've been unable to buy any because their credit card interface is too crappy. Hmm. I want to give them money, <laughs> yeah, but they won't take it. I would like to take your guys in a van idea to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> guys in costumes jump out at Chuck E. Cheese. And, and they beat up the kids? <laughs> or Chucky? They invade it? Or abduct? They just go in, driving. Pretty much anything that happens from there is good, right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm in. People, that's fun. But they could just like walk in and start playing that whack-a-mole game all together, and that would be hilarious. I, it'd be, or or you could go in, and the costumes would be beloved children's characters, just to make <laughs> the guy who plays Chucky really <laughs> disappointed. You want up his presence. <laughs> yeah. I think the best thing about Bitcoin is that it gives DHH something to rant about on Twitter that yeah. isn't dependency injection. Yeah. That's been my favorite part of it. So is the really on, the only difference between Bitcoin, practically speaking, the only difference between Bitcoin and Chuck E. Cheese coins is that <laughs> people will trade them with you well, and they have a, no. a perceived value? No, the big, the big, the, I'm not an expert here, but the big thing about Bitcoin is that you can anonymously, effectively, and without restriction, trade them. Right. So, like, there's right. basically no but way that... that doesn't make it a currency. Uh, I mean, it doesn't make it a currency, a currency, sure. If no one accepts it, if no one accepts that there's any value of it, it doesn't make it a currency. Mm-hmm. If I can't trade it for anything, then... Right. right. Like right. the Chuck E. Cheese yeah. There's also... <laughs> they have a, a, you know, published, pre-announced, and expected... Like, in terms of there being inflation, 
I assume Chuck E. Cheese could print infinite Chuck E. Cheese points. Right? Yeah. Like, there's, like, there's no... I'm not sure what their monetary policy is currently. <laughs> is, there, but is there, like, a... Similar to Bernanke's, Is there an equivalent... Right, there's a chairman of the Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> bed. Of course. Yep. Of course. Yeah. It's Chucky. Is that an appointed <laughs> or elected position? It's Chucky. It's Chucky. Chucky that's, holds a lot of jobs That's his there. main purpose, is setting fiduciary right. policy for the... For Chuck E. Cheese yeah. and the points. Yeah. Uh, so there's, like, a pre... There's a schedule of how often Bitcoins will be produced over the next, like, 40 years or something, and when it will stop, and, like, that... So you can sort of anticipate... Like, you, the U.S. government could print $2 trillion tomorrow, yep. and we all suddenly have less money. Bitcoin couldn't do that at anyone's discretion. Correct. Can't you create new Bitcoins, though? Isn't it, like, you need to You mine them. You mine them. You mine them? Yeah. It, yes. It's is basically... So is that is discovering it? the Bitcoins that they've already determined yeah. will be... Yes. Created. So there's a maximum number. I think it's like 21 million, which I don't know where that came from, but hey, that's pretty sure that's what it is. Right. And then it's like there's been a long chain of calculations, and if you crunch some numbers on that calculation and happen to hit the right thing that you know it happens to hash in the right to the yeah. right thing, hey, you have the new coin. It gets added to the chain, and people start calculating again. So it's like you're basically doing math in exchange for Bitcoin. But the math does nothing. So this is like SETI at home, except even more useless. It's like SETI at home where aliens are discovered every 10 minutes. <laughs> and sometimes you discovered them. Yeah. And you can trade them. Right. And they, their price fluctuates wildly. Yeah. Well, when I make bite coming, there's going to be way more than 21 million. <laughs> awesome. So what can I buy with my Bitcoin? Well, right now, the site's offline. Oh, no, there there are sites that list like there are a number of there are a small number of companies that have started accepting them. I think you can donate to the EFF in Bitcoin. Figures, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think any major retailers accept Bitcoin at this point. There's like a sock salesman in Boston that takes Bitcoin and it's like, oh yeah, the sock the sock guy in Boston, like right. everyone knows about it because he takes Bitcoin. I think right now it's not exactly a currency. Like, mm-hmm. you can trade it for certain things, but mostly it's a speculative sort of thing where you can yeah. trade it but for other could, Bitcoin. If, if you could buy socks, cash. then the world is your... You have no limit there because you can trade up from the socks. The socks have value. True. So you could then trade up in a barter system to get ever better goods and services yeah. off of socks. I guess so. As soon yeah. as anyone takes Bitcoin right. in, in exchange for... Right. Something. It, right. It puts a value. It has value. Okay. Right. It has more value the more people take it. But, I mean, it also, like, there are places you can buy it with U.S. dollars, right? So there, yep. it, there is, there's, like, an exchange rate and a value, which is what, over the last couple of days, has been going crazy. Sure. You can also buy socks but, with but U.S. Yes. dollars. And as we all remember from that red paperclip story, right. that guy turned that into a house, right? So imagine what you could do with socks. We could just all use socks as our currency. There you go. So how is this going to go out in the normal stream? I have, I have no idea. Are we going to leverage our I, existing user base? Hard to believe this is going to go out at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure any of this is plugged in. <laughs> yeah, We're literally sitting next to an elevator. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in the smallest area of the office. And not even drinking. Not even drinking, yeah. Right. Wasting quite a lot of time. This is all a ruse to set up a surprise party for you downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is hard at work right now. It is almost my birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. If you want to get on, if you want to get on campfire right now and sort of spread the word, yeah. yeah. When is your birthday? Uh, April sixteenth. Oh, happy birthday! That's it's not my birthday, but thank you for the future sentiment. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna record that as a function and I'll call right. it later. Right. Next time we see it's you. a lambda. Yeah. I don't celebrate people's birthdays. 
<laughs> okay. Didn't you just celebrate mine? Uh, I, I wished you a happy birthday. He acknowledged it. But it was not on your birthday. Oh, I see. Yeah. I Nor was he happy to do it. <laughs> right. It wasn't really a celebration. It was an acknowledgement. An acknowledgement of my birthday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so instead of happy birthday, I should just say birthday. <laughs> yes, it will be your birthday <laughs> at a date. That's that's very nice of you. Why don't did, have you always done this? Why don't you no. celebrate birthdays? Well, because it's complicated. Did something happen? No, I, it's just one closer to death. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> death is my chariot. <laughs> Are you playing D and D over there? <laughs> we need one of those red phones for this podcast that you can just pick up, and Tim Ferriss is on the other side of the line. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like he knows stuff like this. That's funny. Or funny if he sp- doesn't, he'll. He'll, it'll seem like he does. Right. <laughs> I, I actually have his phone number. No lie. Really? Let's yeah. call him. We could call Is him there a red phone, phone in the office? We need a red phone. <laughs> we do need a red it phone. It has to be a hotline. Won't he just delegate your call, though? Uh, yeah. He has Google Voice. He'll outsource you. Yeah. I'll probably get his assistant or something. We, so I met him at uh, RailsConf in like 2009. Right. right. When he gave, yeah, when he, he, talked, he gave a keynote. And I was like standing in line trying to check in. And I looked back and there he was. I was like, oh. And so I went over and said hi and chatted for a little bit. And then I was like, uh, what are you doing right now? He's like, well, I was going to have dinner with somebody, but they canceled on me. I was like, you want to get dinner? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. Uh, give me your number. And he's like, all right. And so I was like, I'm getting Tim Ferriss' cell phone number. This is kind of surreal. And, and that was the best like, sex oh. you've ever had. <laughs> was the, yeah, and he was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he bought dinner, and you know, we ended up back in his room. And <laughs> it's true what they say about the four-hour work week. <laughs> it leaves a lot more hours for <laughs> the pursuit of the finer things in life. There are only a couple of companies that have my credit card, like, and that I like for them to have my credit card. And Apple and Amazon are pretty much the list. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm Prime subscriber. Are you a Prime subscriber? I am a Prime. Are subscriber. you guys both Prime? Yeah. I think Amazon the, Prime? I think we're in the mom program. Oh, the mom program. Yeah. yeah, we were in that for a little while. Yeah. Is that the gateway to the Prime? I think so. It's like a mom version of Prime. So you get, as long as you, you get Prime for free, as long as you uh, spend a certain amount in the, like, uh, diapers, kids' clothing category. Interesting. Do you have um, to spend more than $80? I don't know what it is. Because otherwise you could just buy a bunch of diapers yeah. and get free Prime. Just give them away. Uh, but you don't get Turn it doesn't include like streaming oh oh uh, do you uh, yeah there's a, so it's I never no, even use that the, well the trick to that is that there are no good movies on there so. yeah <laughs> it's like why wouldn't they give us this there's nothing of quality on here <laughs> they should pay you to watch these <laughs> yeah. I think there's a startup but, opportunity there's like a arbitrage opportunity there to buy diapers for bitcoins so, <laughs> I'm with you. So, Joe, you, where's so you, the, the, tr- the van where we jump out of coming so, so, you currently pay 80 bucks a month for Prime? A year. A year. A year. Okay. Smaller market yeah. than you thought, yeah. huh? Mm. That is definitely a year's worth of diapers for That me. ruins all my projections. <laughs> yeah, and how many diapers do you need in a year? Uh, not many. Right. <laughs> Maybe four or five tops. Okay. okay, so you buy $80 worth of diapers, and I give you $80 worth of Bitcoins back. Which I can then spend on Amazon. Then we put all the diapers in a van. <laughs> we drive down to Downtown Crossing, where that Ooh. guy's recording yep. sounds. Yes. And we just 
crinkle diapers into his <laughs> bodiless head microphone thing. Yeah. And then we hit him with foam swords. Yep. All coming together. It sure is. We could hide the diapers all over the world, and people would mine them. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then it's a TV it show, too, because this is, like, this is what The Amazing Race is, basically, right? Yeah. I think we'd have yeah. a lot of false positives, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they would be a predetermined set of diapers, right. 21 million of them. How would they recognize them, though? We would <laughs> QR mark codes. them. So, so we would mark would them. They, are these used diapers? No, they would be new diapers. So Don't would, be crazy. So, so shitcoin would be a bad name for this product? <laughs> I've been trying to make a pitch recently to, we have a 32 inch flat screen TV sits on a little stand in the living room and we're in the midst of baby proofing. And I've been trying to use baby proofing as an argument for why we need to buy a larger TV that we then mount on the wall uh-huh. because that's out of the way of the baby. And there you go. That argument hasn't won yet. Mm. I would like to submit the argument that a baby cannot knock over a TV. You wouldn't think so. <laughs> And in fact, I don't really think so. We did some math with the cat once. <laughs> so, the, so Emily was worried about, my wife was worried about the cat knocking over the TV. And I was like, this cat weighs eight and a half pounds. This TV is, seems pretty stable to me. I was kind of rocking it with my arm a bit. And then we were do, like, I was kind of thinking, like, what if you were to throw the cat? Like, yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, you could definitely knock it over if you fire the cat <laughs> well, by, fast enough. Right, like if I throw the cat... 20 might, miles an hour at bet, the TV. You might damage the TV if you did that. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> if you throw it hard enough. There is some I mean, sweet like, spot there where it's fast enough to knock over the TV, but not fast enough to damage the TV, it, I think. It pretty much doesn't matter how small the thing is if it's it moving is. fast enough. Right. But cats don't move that fast. Well, or babies don't until either. you put them in my new product. <laughs> cat baby gun? Cat launch jungle. The, the near light speed cat launcher. <laughs> so, yeah. I hope your calculations work good. But then I, I think you wouldn't launch the baby at the TV. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, you no. wouldn't launch the cat at the TV, to be fair. But, you know, the, launch the cat at the baby? The fastest <laughs> the cat could go would be if someone threw her at the TV, probably. <laughs> Which really is not realistic to begin with. And no one's going to do that. Like, right. With the baby either. I feel like baby proofing is all about the worst case scenario. Right. right, imagining the most. What horrible. if there were a guy right. with a really powerful slingshot on the other side of the room and he launched and the baby on the TV? And this yeah. house is nowhere near childproof <laughs> enough. We're gonna pad everything. Right. I think you're confusing when, baby proof with jerk proof. <laughs> yeah, when your only tool is a high-powered baby slingshot, <laughs> everything, everything starts to look like a baby. <laughs> everything looks like a baby. <laughs>